Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends, and probably some rando too. But no complaining, because this is free. Free! This is Beauty and the Beta bonus audio content. And welcome to the show. I just recorded a guest appearance on friend of the show, Bryden Proctor's podcast, Right to Bryden. If you've listened for a while, you probably know Bryden by now. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you might not yet be aware that the fraudulent writer who posted that fake Trump harassment story that we sent her upon her request for stories did an interview with me this week. And in that interview... She said she was going to do a piece on self-reflection and how to improve her writing and her vetting and her process. But when her piece was published on Friday in Mike, it was actually mostly a hit piece on me calling me a right-wing troll, among other things. So Bryden and I discussed that article. You can find the article in the podcast description. And if you like what you hear from Bryden, and I hope that you will give Bryden a visit, his links are also in the description. And tell him I sent you... If you do, thanks for listening and enjoy. All right. Uh, I'm happy to have Matt uh, Christensen here with me. He's a victim of left-wing media. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? I'm well. I wasn't expecting to be victimized, That's but I'll take well, it. Well, see, nobody nobody expects to be victimized, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the left, they strike quickly and, and out of the blue. So... Uh, I talked about it a little bit before. I'd like to have your take on it, Matt. Uh, obviously, Mike.com fell for a trap that you did, and now apparently you're a right-wing propagandist. So can you give well, your, your you know kind of rundown on what happened from your yeah, eyes? And I actually I dislike the, the use of the term trap or what she had said, baited, or, or these kinds of things, because it implies that we went after her. And... The most important piece of the fact pattern, in my opinion, here is that this is a person who was posting to Twitter soliciting stories. Hey, if you're uh, LGBT, if you're Muslim, if you're any other, if you're a racial minority and you've been attacked by Trump supporters, send me the story. Okay, well, I had a friend craft up a, a story that was right on the border of absurd and believable and we sent it to her just to see what would happen. You know, that's not me pushing a story on her saying, can you believe this happened? You need to write about it. It's like, you ask for stories. Here's a story to your inbox. Well, how many but stories did you send? Because she one. claims that really it was just the one. Well, so we sent one and I can tell you on Twitter. Now she disputes the fact that there were multiple sent to her inbox, but I never made that claim. She had many stories sent to her on Twitter and we sent her one via email. Some of the stories I saw sent to her on Twitter had to deal with Trump supporters being bullied. Point being, she doesn't care about those stories. She only cares about okay, the ones so that... So did, you did have stories sent to her about Trump supporters being bullied? From, from people I know, yeah. Yes, I didn't write them, I didn't send them, but I've seen them on Twitter. Um, and so she... It was this absurd story about someone who said she was Native American getting bumped into at Starbucks. And the guy was basically like, get out of this country. You're going to have to leave soon. And she said, well, 
he must have thought I was Mexican, but I'm Native American. And we were here first. And then the guy said, doesn't matter. White is right. And he pushed her out of the way. <laughs> and she she put, she re- responds to that email, not to ask any questions, not to schedule a phone call, nothing. She just says, hey, can I share this? Five, five minutes later. Yeah, sure. Puts it up, puts it up and shares it as though it's real. And of course it gets, there's a lot of replies from people to her. Oh my gosh, this is horrifying. I can't believe this. Oh, sickening. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, I was wondering, would she write a story on this? So it gave it a few days. The friend of mine who actually wrote the story thought it'd be interesting to see since it, it doesn't look like she's going to write a story necessarily. What would happen if we gave her a little bit of reason to doubt the authenticity of the story? So he then replies from the fake account and says, oh, by the way, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend and I realized we didn't we don't have any way to know if the guy who did this to me was a Trump supporter. We just assumed he was a Trump supporter because he's a white male. It could have it could have been your run of the mill uh, Hitler supporter. Right. Exactly. So we we gave her doubt in her inbox from the alleged uh, person person sending the story. And she did not take down the story. She did not correct the story. She left it up and it continued to receive replies from people saying, I don't think this happened. And she'd reply to them basically calling them dumb, you know, with memes or gifts or whatever. And I tweeted her several times saying, I know this is fake cause I made it up. <laughs> and she, she left it up until, until ultimately it was clear to me she wasn't going to take any action on this. I find the whole Trump hate crime wave and all the, the a lot of them are hoaxes. The ones the Southern Poverty Law Center is pushing, the hundreds of them, none of them can be verified independently. So I put together a video on it explaining that and then saying, here's a case study in how thoroughly these are vetted. And I, I went above and beyond not to overstate the case and say, look, this is a tweet. She ran with the tweet. She didn't write a story. Also, I'm not familiar with her work. For all I know, she does great work and she had one slip up here. So don't. I'm not overstating the case, but this is just an example. And then that video got picked up by some places and got some pretty good play. And then Sarah Harvard comes back well, last I, I, Friday. I, I, I congratulated you uh, on that. I immediately DM'd you as soon as I saw it and said, holy shit, this is the best video you've ever made. <laughs> I uh well here's the thing is I, I thought since it was just a tweet I, I was talking to my friend who wrote it and I'm like I don't know man it's just a tweet I don't think I'm gonna run this it's it's not that big of a deal he's like yeah I think you should so I wasn't even gonna do it for a while to be honest I, it was beautiful it was beautiful what's her name Sarah Harvard isn't she uh uh what's uh what's Sarah Harvard's little what, what cloth uh cloth is she cut from I thought she was like Native American or something right I think. <laughs> I think or her claims it. I think know. her bio says like Muslim, feminist, Japanese. I don't know all of the oh above. My God, you know, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, Rachel Dolezal, we're not falling for that shit anymore. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So you do this. She writes this article. Uh. But she framed it in a way in which she said, "Oh, I was trolled by a right wing propagandist." Which I yeah. thought was fucking hilarious. You're not that. You're well, not any of those things. This is none here's of the... those things. You're based liberal. <laughs> You're none of those things. Well, I don't know if that's where I am anymore, but certainly 
certainly right-wing troll I don't think would be a fair characterization. Why it bothers me is because she got in touch with me on Friday and said, hey, I want to do an interview with you on this. And I said, sure, as long as my only condition is I want to record the conversation. If you're cool with that, absolutely. So Monday morning, I think it was Monday morning, maybe Tuesday morning, we did this call. And she said to me on this call, hey, uh, I'm basically going to be putting together like a self-reflection piece and I'm going to talk about why I kind of fell for this and how I need to improve my work. And I said, Hey, that sounds great. You know, that sounds great. Um, and, and we talked about it and she had a lot of questions about why her and my responses were, well, you literally asked for it. This, this is why you, what do you mean? Why you, you asked for these stories. That's why you, and I thought that I, again, I thought that I felt, I felt that I treated her completely fairly. And I was expecting to see this self-reflection piece come out. And you're right. Instead, what came out was I fell for someone else's prank and look how big of a piece of crap this prankster is. That's the story that she wrote. And most amazingly, because it's clear to me that she is not a person of integrity after this. That's not surprising to me. What is surprising to me, because this story has been making the rounds on Twitter, mostly by people ripping Mike and ripping her for it. But the only people in my mentions who have praised the article, Mike employees, the editor of Mike writers at Mike, the editor of Mike tweeted out and said, Oh, a smart, honest piece from Sarah Harvard. And then it, all his replies are like, you're a fucking liar, dude. <laughs> well, I, 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 I told her she's a fat piggy. Who's a pseudo journalist who needs to quit. And I probably said that like, you know, three or four times. Um, you know, it's upsetting to me that I'm doing what I'm doing. Nobody fucking listens to this shit. And then she's making a living lying about you because she can't vet people. She's not a journalist. They're not journalists over there. They're, they, they should be taken down entirely. Well, that's, that's what's upsetting, too. Even when we talked on Skype, she kind of – she sort of pushed this idea that I'm pushing fake news. And I'm like, no, listen. The difference between someone pushing fake news and me is I don't want you to run this story. What I want you to do is ask questions about the information that comes before you and realize it's probably not credible. I'm not pushing a fake story to you in the hope that you publish it. I'm putting some information out there that's not credible and just seeing what happens if you see it. I don't, I don't want you to publish it. That's my hope. <laughs> but yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm, I'm going to get contradictory to you here. Um, didn't, uh, didn't you do it in the hopes that she would to prove that they are fake journalists? I mean, didn't you know? Didn't you want to say, like, look, these are fake journalists? I guess it depends on what you mean by want. Like, do I want to show that this is a problem? Yeah, I mean, I do think this is a problem and I think there's a case to be made. But if your question is like, how do I want society and the media to exist? No, no not society. I, not society. Right. I was thinking of your project because like when oh. you told me initially before uh, when, you know, you had him send that fake story, I know I told you, holy shit, that's awesome. She's going to print that. Uh, which they didn't end up putting it on Mike.com. It was just a tweet. Uh, I told you it was fucking hilarious and this is great. And then you ended up making the thing that when I saw the video, I went, holy shit, this is the best video ever. And I can't wait for the audio to show up on the channel because holy shit, I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful fucking video about this. I'm a huge fan. Uh, it, it, but wasn't it kind of your intention a little bit? You knew that they were frauds. Didn't you go out of your way to expose them as frauds? I mean, I had my suspicion, like a, yeah. 
Well, we're kind of getting into like a, a DNC leak thing. It's like, yeah, everything is true, but it was the Russians. But it's like, okay, but that doesn't mean that everything wasn't true. So you, in my eyes, I think you kind of went out of your way to go, she's asking for it. She's asking for these things. I'm going to expose her as a fraud. And then now she's blaming you. Yeah, I think that's fair. But uh, but I guess I, the distinction I would make in, even in the DNC is like, the, I don't see the case here that there's any kind of ethical breach in what I did. No, I don't think so um, either. And but she would she would argue yeah. that point. And I think you'd argue that point in the context of the DNC too. Like taking emails from someone else's private inbox is, is a kind of an ethics breach, if not a legal one. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just simply arguing intent. The intent was, holy shit, I know these people are frauds and they're going to fall for this because they're not journalists. They only pretend to be journalists. I'm going to make them look like fools. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't deny that I had a suspicion they would run with it or at least put it out there. Because you and, wouldn't and, have done it otherwise. Yeah, that's pro- well, yeah. I mean, the whole reason that we're interested in this story is because you got these people asking for these stories and and it's in, i mean <laughs> the the thing in defense of her i guess she was very clear about the information she was asking for you know i mean hey i want this specific type of information that affirms the bias i'm looking to uphold could you please provide me with some yeah i mean and that's that's what happened so i mean i guess i would say that there's probably a certain degree of honesty on her part there but how many but, do you think? How many do you think too that uh, were fake stories that were people that were counter signaling? I mean, if you had to guess, wait, uh, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Fake stories. Uh, I mean, left wing people. I, uh-huh. I don't know. You're based liberal. You're not over here on the far right with us. But how many people that saw that and thought, you know, what would be good for psyops? Let me make a fake story because you did it for the fucking lols. And to expose. Yeah. Um, and it, it worked out well, uh, you know, but somebody had to have made a fake story just to do psyops for it. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of these, my whole point is that, that basically none of these stories that we see are independently verifiable. Even the ones that are half of them aren't even reported. Well, a, a portion of them aren't even reported to law enforcement at all. And the ones that are, we've seen, they've come back around like that, that Muslim lady in New York now who's yeah, facing charges. For, to, yeah. We were trying to come up with a moniker for her, like a meme name. And the best someone got me in the mentions on Twitter was Mia Kalia, but that doesn't really roll off the tongue. Well, so, you know, you know what? I, I mean, I just call her a sand nigger, but yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, absolutely. but but do if if your question is do I believe that a lot of this is like self inflicted to promote the the narrative? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many spray painted swastikas are out there? Oh, is it just a coincidence that that the all these hate crimes that are on the rise are also easily fixable with a fresh coat of paint and a trip to Home Depot? <laughs> I mean, if there are if there if there are people who want to promote and the other thing i love about this too is every every nazi and i think i've heard you say this or maybe some other people the people who are real nazis will just tell you yes i am i am yeah. a real nazi they're not going to operate under the darkness of night and go and get like wind windshield uh windshield paint on your car you know like some high school kid at graduation and draw a swastika that's easily washable for you that's not the way these people exist and I, I don't know. I mean, what what are we expected to believe too? That like there was this secret society of 
um, timid Nazis who were just emboldened enough by Trump's election to, okay, now we can sneak out in the darkness of night and do like childishly mischievous things that are easily fixable as a way to express our newfound pride. I don't think so. So when you, okay, how did you come up with the idea? Obviously you saw this lady on Twitter. Um, when did, I mean, you, you had to have gone, okay, this is ridiculous. When did you think, you know what? I know Mike.com is trash because I'm going to say it right here. Mike.com, you're trash. Fuck you. New Media Central owns your ass. End of story. But when did you come up with the idea? Because it's, kind of it's kind of a clever thing. Uh, it, it's been a wonderful stunt that you've done. I can't remember. I mean, I, I certainly am not the only one. I guess I will say, like, you'll see Sean King. You'll see Sarah Harvard. You'll see people soliciting and promoting these stories. And I... I I'm kind of, I mean, obviously I'm kind of a Twitter junkie. I like to troll around on Twitter and read responses and see what people are saying and all that. A lot of the responses are uh, trolly well, responses me, to them. Sending, yeah, they're me but, sending ovens. And I thank you for following me every time that I get banned again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'm so sad to see Muhammad Bryden Al Proctor go. I thought he was bomb-proof, to, uh, I guess yeah. no pun intended. But <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, the. The point, I guess the idea was there's a lot of people giving them shit posting responses. The one thing I didn't see was trolley responses that could be credible. And that's sort of the route that we went. I don't know. I can't remember if there was a specific moment where like, aha, let's do this. But the, my, the one friend of mine who wrote this is really good at writing those sorts of things that are just that toe that line between ridiculous but kind of believable and and he put it together in such a way that uh that she that she ran it yeah i read it i want to read this uh piece from the article which guys the uh the article will be uh in the description go ahead and 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 check it out because it's fucking hilarious um but if i had written a story i would not only have called nelson the uh The piece would have been edited and fact-checked. Laurel Nelson uh, just wouldn't have made it into Mike. Okay, so she's backing things up right there. She's like, hey, look, if I had not just tweeted it, they would have fact-checked it. Do you believe that they would have fact-checked it? I would like to say yes, but here's my counter, is that this piece that you're talking about clearly did make it through Mike's editors. And there's a lot of stuff in this piece that clearly is just not true. Like, for instance, calling me a, a conservative troll. Right. I mean, that's not that's not vetted very much clearly. But the other thing is, at the end of the story, she'll say, oh, well, Matt Christensen talks about bias. But look, he's so biased, he doesn't believe the well-accepted statistics on hate crimes. And, and her source, her link there, is the Southern Poverty Law Center. And that's exactly what I debunked in the video in question and talked about. You can go through their hun- their list of hundreds here. I'm not sa- I can't say none of them happened because I can't prove a negative here. But what I can say is none of them are independently verifiable. None of you can go look and find that police have a suspect uh, facing charges or in custody or anything like that. All of these are aren't verifiable. So it's interesting to me that they. <laughs> Their arguments, uh, well, first off, they're characterizing me in a way that anyone who vetted it would not characterize me in that way. But second off, the the sources that they're linking to, they also called it well-accepted statistics. Those aren't statistics. 
Those are anecdotes from the Southern Poverty Law Center. They're not statistics. They're not well-accepted statistics. I see you doing your little gesture there. But <laughs> what, what I am saying is there's a lot of really murky stuff in the story that did make it through. And so I don't know. I mean, I wish we could have an answer to that question. If Sarah decided to write a story about this or that included this, would it have been made through? And my, if I had to guess... I would say yes, based on what I know about Mike. I thought for sure they were going to print it when we were talking about it. And actually, guys, I found out uh, the SBLC has a hate map, um, and it's so much better than meetup.com. <laughs> uh, but um, shh, hey, uh, but this is the other part that I thought was interesting from that article. Uh, in the current hyperpartisan news environment, this skepticism is even more important by failing to verify nelson's in quotation story i helped conservative commentators justify doubt on the story of genuine victims journalists need not <laughs> need not only be wary of trolls but those seeking to exploit the media for their own gain did you exploit the media i don't think you did i think you no. exposed the media you exposed what they think they're the media they ain't the media I mean, look at the blame. Oh, I helped conservative people do this. I mean, all through this article, it's tirelessly characterizing me as a conservative. And I think they do that just so they can say, well, since he's conservative, since we called him that, that means that, you know, we we really don't have to worry about that because they're scumbags. Well, one, I don't know how you characterize me as a conservative. And two, even if I was, how does that excuse what you did at all? It's not an ideological issue. It's displa- It's absolutely displacing blame. And um, Matt, we're we're wrapping up our time here. I know you. Uh, you came out with your with your actual name on this show. Uh, That's the, right. I forgot the, about that. Yeah, it's the third time you've been on. Yeah. Um, are you Are you ready to come out as conservative? <laughs> I don't know. Truthfully, man, I don't know where I stand anymore. I really don't. But I will say certainly that my view of um, what the appropriate role of government is is getting smaller, not bigger. Um, and my the amount of times I nod my head yes, listening to members of the Democratic Party is getting fewer and fewer. So I, I really don't know. Um, I think that I probably have ways to go on some of the social issues to, to call myself a conservative maybe, but, um, but certainly at least a libertarian friend of like, yeah, you know, maybe the government does kind of suck at most things and maybe less of it would probably be better. I'm, I'm open to those ideas. So, um, I I wish I could, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've come a long way since that first appearance. Um, and, and I, I suspect the trend will continue. So don't count me out. All right. Well, hey, uh, Matt Christensen, where can we find you at? Uh, easiest place to find all my stuff. Just find me on Twitter. It is at Matt C on YT. All right, cool. Go go check out um, his videos. Check out Beauty in the Beta. Go to his call-in show. I'm still, one of these days here, pretty soon, I'm going to find a Wednesday when I remember you guys are having a call-in show. And I'm going to show up, and I'm going to harass all of you. It's every Wednesday. Every Dude. Wednesday at 9. You say yeah. the word, I'll, I'll pull you in. Right. You can co-host, uh, too. We uh, we had our we pull in our best shit poster listener on Wednesday nights when he's around to co-host with us, because he, the, the sar- yeah, he offers the sarcasm that uh, Blonde and I are both deficient in. 
and uh, I think you I could. I think you could step up to the plate to play that next, role as next well. Next Wednesday, let's do next Wednesday. We'll be doing it. All right, that sounds great. All right, um, Matt Christensen, everybody, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I, I hope to go on uh, Beauty and the Beta some other time again, but I always tell people about your show. You're a good boy, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it's always nice to have you. Always a pleasure. I'll catch you next time. <laughs>